At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Guilty as charged. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubos, Link, A Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Jeff Parlay here as well. How you doing, Jeffrey? You good? What a, what a game last night. And uh, Gil, as you've said, the special a numbers game investigation does show the NBA starts tonight. Yes. Yes, indeed. By the way, it is Gil Alexander. Today, we will talk baseball. Mark Borchard and Paul Sporer will be here. Mark Borchard, who has been right just about about just about just on everything, uh, also has the Braves plus one and a half in the series in terms of uh, the games in the series, has the Red Sox plus a game and a half in the series. So he's one game away from cashing both of those. We'll talk baseball with them. We'll talk college football with Pete Futak. Jeff and I, we will muse about our NFL entries. Teaser leg, Survivor. Survivor's a big discussion this week. Um, but a lot to squeeze into first uh, in the first couple uh, segments here. First half hour, NBA season wins. Thoughts on the NFL, his NFL bets for week seven with Drew Didzik, co-host of both the uh, Deep Dive podcast, which he does with Andrew Molitor. Andy Molitor, that is. I sort of melded Andy and Andrew together there. And, of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast, which he does with Sarah Perlman. Is Drew Didzik, everybody, at whale underscore capper. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great. Good morning to you guys. Uh, let me just, uh, good morning to you. Let me just ask you a question. Um, I need a little bit of life balance here. I, I wake sure. up in the morning, my eyes open, and I've already got action in, in Moscow, Antwerp, uh, <laughs> and in, uh, how, how do you even pronounce it? Is it t- Tenerife? What is it? What is it? I can't even. Uh, yeah, that sounds it. right. Uh, yeah, Tenerife. <laughs> Uh, in yeah, uh, in Spain. Spain. Beautiful. And Beautiful. Uh, Beautiful. I'm just curious, are you doing the same thing or are you just, you like, I need a break? Yeah, I hang up. Uh, I hang up my handicapping hat for indoor hardcore season when we swing through. Yeah. Um, usually, it, some funky things tend to happen when you go to Moscow, China, Japan uh, in the indoor swing, and there's yes. not as much pay, attention being paid uh, to the quality of play. Um, you have questionable motivations, things that uh, are tough to handicap in general. Um, like this morning, <laughs> Benoit Pair winning the first set and then mailing in the second set six zero. Yes. Uh, similarly, demon hour coming off of an impressive Indian Wells, just utterly no showing tonight. Uh, you know, this, I guess this morning against Nakashima, um, it's a, it's a really difficult time of year on the tennis you, calendar. So I tend to save my bullets for Australia. You know what I love about this conversation? You're like, yeah, I don't do a thing, but you know, this morning, <laughs> Barry, <laughs> you're like giving me the details on it. All right, let's go to football last night. Cause uh, there's no time to lose. First of all, uh, the Titans beat the bills 
outright upset as a six-point dog, 34-31. to 31. They cash on the money line, plus 220. Uh, the biggest decision of the game, uh, fourth and one, late in this one. The numbers overwhelmingly favor going for the first down, uh, according to next-gen stats. In that specific situation, teams convert 75% of those plays. They win 63% of the time. Meanwhile, attempting a field goal to tie the game leads to a victory only 42% of the time. We don't need to discuss this further, do we? That was the right call. I thought so. And I mean, if you want to be critical of these situations, there's so much gets made of the decision to go for it or kick it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm always much more interested in, well, you know, you decided to go for it. That was the correct thing to do. Well, what play did you call? Um, you know, how, how do you, how are you using your, uh, your chess pieces in that high leverage moment? And, uh, realistically that was pretty uninspiring. <laughs> and, uh, in general, when you have as dynamic an athlete as Josh Allen, um, you know, why your go-to would be sort of the predictable into the pile quarterback sneak, uh, when your offensive line hasn't gotten really any push all game long. Um, that was kind of a funny, funny decision. And, uh, you know, I, maybe Josh Allen saw something in the moment on the line and he thought, Hey, this is, this is going to be a conversion here. I'm going to go for it. Um, as opposed to, you know, something a little more creative, like, like, how do you have, you know, that, uh, just incredibly creative two point conversion play in your back pocket when you want, need to go from up five to up seven, um, but then not have something equally as creative for the, you know, that high, high, high leverage moment late in the game. Uh, that would probably be my only criticism is, uh, give us something a little better in terms of converting that first down. And, And you know, it was, uh, the margin was so fine. It was so narrow. Yeah. And he slipped. I mean, 75% conversion rate is not a hundred percent. That means you fail 25% of the time and stuff happens happens like that and that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes bigger question for you from that game what's your biggest takeaway uh either on the bill side or the titan side what did you learn who who did you learn more about in victory or defeat i think you learned a good amount about the titans um that you know that they were lucky to be in that game at halftime um, mm-hmm. you know, it took, it took a, uh, you know, the, the huge Henry run, it took a pretty fluky play, um, with the, uh, the batted ball, uh, that would have been DPI anyway, but that was still kind of a, you know, a, a gift, uh, as opposed to really a high a likelihood of converting that as a pass attempt. Um, and so the offense just really wasn't clicking at all in that first half. And, uh, you know, I've had kind of in the back of my head, this thesis that the bills defense is a little overrated. Um, and I think, um, you know, the Titans proved that pretty well in the second half of that game. Um, a lot of what they did was more, a lot more creative than anything we've seen from them this season. Uh, after Arthur Smith leaves this team, there was sort of this, uh, very stagnant feel to the offense through the first uh, handful of games. And, uh, they really snapped out of that in a big way in the second half. It was creativity. They got AJ Brown involved. AJ Brown unlocks a ton of what this offense can do in terms of, uh, you know, particularly playing you know, off of the play action, uh, which is really the strength of Ryan Tannehill's game, hitting that 11 to 20 yard field, you know, the throw down the field, particularly towards the sidelines, uh, k- hitting that killer slant to AJ Brown. Like there's a couple of plays in their playbook that are really, really dynamic. And I think if AJ Brown is going to be healthy here for the next portion of the season, then the Titans offense has to be kind of reevaluated and regraded into sort of, sort of that mid elite tier, uh, maybe just below your, uh, your chiefs, your bills, your, your Cowboys, but, uh, but certainly capable of putting up 30 on any given night. Yeah, in an era where we downgrade the running game, right? It's, oh, it's a passing league. The Titans have this unique thing in Derrick Henry that makes them very specific, and as we've seen in postseasons past, can make them very dangerous. They're just a very unique thing, and I don't know if Derrick Henry will be the most valuable player, uh, awarded that or voted that in the end, but it's hard to imagine there is literally a more valuable player to any team. That's not crazy. I mean, quarterback in the NFL is super, super, that's like everything really. If you kind of break down the numbers at this point, and if you have a quarterback that can, you know, that can perform at a level of a, a Josh Allen, a, a Pat Mahomes, uh, you know, that then you are much, much higher likelihood of competing for a championship in today's NFL um, than being able to ride a Derrick Henry through the playoffs. I think, um, you know, they, they have the weird uh, most, 
uh, you know, the um, they have the MVP, obviously, and then they have the uh, uh, offensive player of the year. Uh, and it feels like that's kind of penciled in for Derrick Henry every year until further notice, because they tend to try to give that to the non quarterback, uh, whereas the MVP race nowadays is, uh, you know, it starts and ends with the quarterback discussion. Yeah. Uh, OK, week seven. I'll full confession. We did guessing lines yesterday. <laughs> I can count on one hand the number of times Chrissy and I did, Chris Andrews and I did guessing lines over the years. We're like, we don't really like anything. This might yeah. be one of those weeks. How about you? What did you bet? It's not a great, it's not a great week in the NFL. Um, and so thankfully we have NBA back. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, yes. No, the primetime games, we get uh, just an absolute mash unit for Cle- Cleveland taking on a Denver team that started three and zero and has since looked completely beatable. Uh, you know, Cleveland at three and a half is head scratching considering who's going to be available on the short week. Uh, the other primetime games, Indianapolis, San Francisco is a tough one to really do a fair hand cap on New Orleans. Seattle is a difficult one to do a fair handicap on huge quarterback questions swirling in both of those games. Um, and then ultimately a lot of the Sunday day games, you have what four games that are, you know, at double digit spreads at this point, I guess mm-hmm. green Bay is nine and a half, nine and a half yeah. enough. But, uh, you know, three completely non-competitive games, at least expected by the market, uh, and then a handful of other games where you have a meaningful favorite in New England, Green Bay, and Baltimore. So it's uh, it's not looking like it's going to be the best week for the NFL, but that does not mean there's not value on the board. Um, I will say, though, I get the sense that we've gotten to um, sort of an equilibrium in terms of fair prices in the NFL faster than we have in a lot of years past. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, and you you know this in years past. There's a, like a very clear sort of uh, oh, we were wrong about X, Y, and Z, and yeah. then there's an overreaction, and then there's an then there's a you know a, there's like a cyclical uh, you know kind of oscillation where the market is back and forth on some teams until they finally kind of find its equilibrium. I feel like we got there way 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 faster this year than we do in normal years. Um, you know, you just look at some of the results and, you know, covers were being determined by made or missed two point conversions in garbage time. In a lot of these games, totals were being tipped by, you know, fluky stuff at the end of these games. And, you know, when you get to that level of the season, usually that's like, you know, week 14, week 15, uh, where you start to see that. uh, And yet here we are week six and, uh, it felt like the, uh, um, the lines were razor sharp. So, uh, NFL betting is going to be hard for the rest of the season. Is it, it. is it ever? And it has been already for some, including myself. Uh, (laughs) last, last thing on the NFL from this past week, the chargers, uh, I'm in love with Brandon Staley. Many people are in love with Brandon Staley, but I did say, hey, sometimes these fourth downs are going to go against him. It did this past week. I'm not as concerned with the result as I am with the process. I still love the guy. However, from a betting standpoint, shouldn't that be uh, a, a little bookmark in one's brain of, okay, when betting in Chargers games, whether for or against, you have to be aware of a certain volatility that might not exist when other teams are involved. Yeah, you said this perfectly last week. You said he doesn't care if he's going to lose by three or by third by thirty. Yeah, uh, which means if you tease the Chargers, God help you. Um, you're you know you really are playing with fire there. If if they're if they're a small dog like they were this week, and you take them out to eight. Um, they don't care about you. <laughs> they don't care about your teaser. Um, but no, realistically, that Chargers performance all told was a letdown. I thought the uh, uh, what they came up with offensively was very uninspiring. And, uh, you know, the Baltimore defense isn't as good as they looked uh, on Sunday. I can tell you that much. But they were outstanding in that particular game. Um, realistically, may, they may be coming on right now. I do think Baltimore is a fair bet against Cincinnati this week. I make that game seven. Baltimore held the Chargers to lows, season lows at .6, passing yards 182, rushing yards 26. The fourth down lack of conversions only resulted in six Baltimore points. That was a comprehensive beatdown, not just because of those two plays. We'll come back. NBA season wins from Drew next. Numbers game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... 
Oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting stilo, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older. Physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander, Drew Dinsick from the Deep Dive Podcast. And, of course, NBC Sports Bet the Edge Podcasts, plural, wherever podcasts are available. Kind enough to uh, join us here on the show. Uh, Laxanen, by the way, came back to beat pair three sets. Just wanted you to know. Because I know you you didn't care at all this morning about that, about that match. <laughs> I don't care for pair. <laughs> he, you know what? He is one of these guys that has tons of talent, but is sort of like curious light in that respect. You just can't trust yeah. him yeah, in, any, in any particular situation. All right. Uh, NBA. The season begins tonight with a pair of games. Begins in earnest tomorrow night. You are an NBA guy as well. Season wins are out there. Where did you land? I'm really excited for this season. First of all, I think you're really are set up well for a super entertaining, um, ultimately a regular season and playoffs, uh, a lot of great storylines to kind of pick through here as we get started to tip off the season. Uh, if I had to give you a couple of win totals that I think still have value, these numbers have been beaten into shape pretty well. First of all, uh, there's, there's definitely a good amount of, um, uh, movement that's already occurred if you haven't been paying attention the last couple of weeks. Um, but I will tell you, uh, it's easy to pick, um, I think a good and a bad, you know, a, a, an over expectation and a below expectation in the Eastern conference. It's a little tougher in the Western conference. Cause in general, the Western conference is, uh, is very, uh, uh, very fine margins between the best and the 10th best team by my numbers. Um, but the Eastern conference, there's a couple pretty clear ones that stand out. I think the market is way, way, way high on the Charlotte Hornets this year. I think entirely reasonable that they take a step back before another step forward. Uh, and, uh, in general, I don't love the roster composition, not a huge fan of what this coach, uh, you know, was doing to, to bring along some of the younger talent. Um, you know, they part ways with, uh, uh, a couple of key pieces in, in their depth that I think is going to show up um, pretty obviously as we get into the balance of the regular season here. And their total at 37 and a half has them kind of right in the mix again for a play in spot in the Eastern Conference, which I don't see. I have them kind of pretty clearly in sort of the 12th spot in the East. Uh, so the Hornets at under 37 and a half is still a fair play by my numbers, uh, projecting them to win about 33 games. Yeah, weren't they, uh, and, and weren't they last year? They were last year. They were 25 and a half in their season yeah. win total. Yeah. And yes. it's just yes. sort of, isn't it an NBA truism of sorts that to make leaps two years in a row is just not a normal thing. 
Yeah, and I mean, there's a plenty to be excited about about the future of the franchise, you know, built around uh, Lamelo Ball. Like Ball is a good young player, absolutely cannot disagree with that. He exceeded all expectations his rookie year, but you're now asking him not just to exceed expectations from his sophomore year, but to even get better in terms of getting this team to the same place they were last year. Uh, you're asking Gordon Hayward to stay healthy for a full season, which mm-hmm. is a huge question mark in my mind. Um, and uh, really, I, I just I don't love this mix, this mess that. That they have at power forward and centered. You, I don't know exactly how they intend to distribute minutes between Bridges, uh, Washington, Plumley, and and some of the depth pieces behind those three guys are really weak uh, in the front court. So this defense could be like especially unimpressive, um, and you know, with respect to rim protection. So Char- Charlotte was the pretty clear and obvious. Why is this team in the mid to high thirties? Uh, for me. And then the flip side, uh, I love this Raptors team at 35 and a half. I think it is completely fair to write off their 20, uh, 20 campaign where they were playing home games in Tampa. Uh, and they were actively tanking for the last two months of the season. Uh, love Nick nurse as a coach, uh, very excited to see what Fred Van Vliet can do with an expanded role. Now that they've moved on from Kyle Lowry. Um, and I like some of the pieces that they've put around, uh, you know, the core here, OG Ananobi, uh, your most likely player for, you know, most improved, at least according to the market, people are very, very high on him. Uh, the, uh, the draft pick that they made in Scotty Barnes, I think is kind of the perfect role player in a Nick nurse system. Uh, so he can do a great Pascal Siakam impression while we, while we wait for Siakam to get healthy. Um, don't know what to make really of the Goran Dragic signing. He's probably done. Um, but some of the depth pieces I really like, uh, Gary Trent Jr. is a guy that I've always uh, liked seeing come off the bench. Chris Borcher, when he's healthy, is an absolute you know uh, impact player at the center position for them. So there's a lot to like about the Raptors, and I think realistically they probably get a comfortable uh, you know seed in the playoffs here, as opposed to really having to scrap and play their way in. Now this goes one of two ways too. Like if if things don't click, if guys don't stay healthy, they probably tank again this season, and it's not close. But uh, 35 and a half is uh, is kind of one of these funky. Um, uh, you know, high volatility teams where it's not coming in around 35 and a half very often. This team is either landing in the forties if everything clicks uh, or they're going to be in the twenties if they decide to actively tank. But uh, that of, of what's available on the board, Toronto Raptors over 35 and a half in the East uh, absolutely sings to me. Yeah. It's uh it's hard to emphasize just how badly things went for them last year in terms of where they were playing basketball games in Tampa for goodness sakes. So you get home games all year in Toronto and multiple COVID outbreaks. People will forget yeah. from last year. Uh, so Raptors at 35 and a half. You said, uh, Jeff, that 38 and a half still available on the Hornets. So that's still there. Okay. Nice. I bet MGM. Both of them. Nice. Okay. Uh, Outstanding. Those, those were the two or was there one more? In the Eastern Conference, those are my two favorite looks. In the Western Conference, I think it's fair to expect more out of the San Antonio Spurs than the market is currently giving them credit for. They're lined around 28 and a half. Uh, which I took an over position on. Uh, realistically, this is still a very young, loaded, talented team. Uh, as you can see, they're the second lowest win total in the Western Conference and uh, exa- you know, seven games lower than the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, that gap is tough for me to explain. Similarly, eight games wet, worse than expected than the uh, Sacramento Kings. Uh, really, it's just uh, you know that that whole bottom of the uh, West is is really tough for me to uh, wrap my head around that those are fair prices and. Uh, realistically, I think the Spurs get to 30 wins here. Popovich still has something left in the tank as far as a head coach, uh, you know, who can deliver an, you know, an in-game impact for a team. So um, Spurs, I think, make their number. And then on the flip side, I did not love the coaching hire for the Mavericks. Do not think that that is a reasonable expectation for them to be in the top four in the Western Conference. Uh, they still have enormous questions swirling around, but what the future of Kristaps Porzingis is, uh, he is obviously not a great fit for this team and what they're currently Constructing, and if they tried to trade him at this point, they basically are going to get, you know, a, a, a bag of nickels for him. Uh, and uh, forty-eight and a half is just—it's too high of an expectation for a team that has a ton of question marks. Um, obviously, everyone is expecting Luka Doncic to be kind of the premier star in the NBA this season and going forward. And while that is a reasonable expectation, uh, he had no offseason. He went and played basketball for Slovenia in the Olympics. He basically, uh, you know, he he went through a round of the playoffs. 
right into the Olympic team, right into the next season. I think he may be, you know, you may have to do with some load management issues around his playing time early in the season, especially if things aren't going right. Um, and more than anything, I just was, was completely uninspired by the Jason kid hire at head coach, mm. both, uh, both the Mavericks and the trailblazers are in really precarious situations where they have these singular superstars with a bunch of pieces that don't really fit and coaches that, that, that were hired that I don't really like. Uh, and so I'm going to be on fade watch for both the blazers and the Mavericks as we start the season. That's one of my biggest things of the NBA. We were talking a little bit about Ben Simmons and the Sixers last night on primetime action, which you've been kind enough to join us for where it's like, I don't even know how some of these teams think, Without much movement, they're going to have any different results. The Sixers are one of those. Uh, there's other ones you just mentioned uh, here earlier in the Western Conference uh, with with certain teams as well. Back to the Spurs for a second. Sure. The Trailblazers was the other one. I'm like, okay, it's great. You have Dame back, but like, how's it going to change in terms of your overall result at the end of all this? The Spurs are interesting because they won 33 games last year in a 72-game schedule. If you do the 82 game sort of, you know, uh, ratio there, that's what 37, 38 wins in an 82 game schedule. You take away DeMar. Is that 10 games? Dan Bespris, who was on the show last week and did all of his season win totals, by the way, you've matched on three of four of them, by the way, Oh, nice. you and Dano Dallas, I think is the only one you didn't. Um, he that was sort of the calculation he made, and I think you're right about the Spurs. Like 28 plus plus, there's is like in baseball we talk about the Cardinals organization or the Giants organization. You just have to say that organization figures stuff out in a way that we can't quantify. Don't you have to say the same thing about the Spurs in the NBA? They just figure it out somehow. Yeah, I I do think you give them the benefit of the doubt in that regard, and I think that they have a lot of good young talented players. Like Deontay Murray is good, Derek White is good, Lonnie Walker is good, Thaddeus Young is good. Uh, they added shooters and Doug McDermott uh, and a couple of other kind of depth pieces who still can provide something off the bench, like Bryn Forbes. Uh, this team might be like one of those where we get to Christmas and people are like, "Didn't see this coming." Spurs are kind of in the mix in the Western <laughs> Conference. What it is cut going to a on? shot of like, all of us saying that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally. I, it it has that vibe, uh, really. And obviously, like, yeah, I know Popovich's fastball is probably you know a couple years behind him at this point, but I would I still expect that you're exactly right in that organizationally, are they going to give these guys the support to uh, continue to develop their young talent? And I would say yes. Drew, you're awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, week seven might suck, but we have the NBA beginning tonight. <laughs> so that's something. Uh, whale underscore Capper. Deep Dive Podcast. Bet the Edge Podcast. That's where you can find Drew. Thank you, sir. Hey, best of luck today, guys. You too. The great Drew Dinsick from uh, Long Beach, the LBC. We'll come back. Jeff and I will bat around college football and more. Right here on the numbers game at Visa the Sports. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your Visa free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24/7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to Visa.com data and analysis. You get everything Visa has to offer for only twenty-two dollars per month. Sign up now at Visa.com/slash/subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback. We get tweets. Uh, let's see who we've got today here. Boop, doo, 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 doo. By the way, how great was Drew with everything? Trip Tepper. Uh, the case for Buffalo kicking a field goal last night. One, you have a top three kicker. By the way, he was awesome. Basses. That's the difference between a team like Buffalo and a team like the Chargers. Chargers have no kicker. That is going to rear its head. Uh, two, if you go to overtime, your kicker can make a 50-plus yard field goal. Well, that sounds like the same thing. One and two. <laughs> Uh, three, uh, Titans defense was decimated with injuries. Four, take the long view. A tie is better for the Bills and AFC playoff seating. All right, now we're getting we're getting uh, nuanced there with number four. I don't disagree with any of the above, though, before that. Like, I mean, you're right about all that. It's just that the percentages, as we talked about earlier from next gen, you should go for it on fourth down. All that stuff is true, too. They're, they're, I'm, saying, I'm not saying there's zero case for kicking a field goal. It's just less of a case than going for it. You want to say something, Jeff? No, I, I, yeah. I agree. It just... It all comes down to the one thing, Gil. You have fourth and a foot. You have a 6'6 quarterback who's great with his legs. You have a great offensive line. You should be able to get a half a yard against that defense more times than not. Some they the, just made a great play and Allen slipped. You made a great point before the show. You're like, some of the same people who are like uh, screaming for a field goal are, are the same people who are like, oh, the Bills are the greatest thing in the world. Oh, but you can't go for a yard? Uh, we get some tennis, uh, a lot of tennis tweets. Any tennis picks today? I only give out tennis picks during slams and 1,000s 
the 1,000 tournaments, the bigger tournaments. Because if I, if, well, I mean, let me just say this. I'm open to I'm open to changing that policy. But if we start doing all the 500s and the 250s, we will give tennis picks away 360 days a year on the show. Is that what people want? Jeffrey, what do you think? Is that what people want? Edward Hamilton, tennis picks uh, would get padlocks on odds, <coughs> pardon me, for about 7 to 10 minutes after giving picks. Well done. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that at a certain large offshore, they are aware of us giving picks because they know there's a torrent of people behind us, behind me after I give them out. So we have definitely impacted in that way. There's no question about that. Dingers, please. Hey, Gil and Drew. Oh, sorry, I missed this. Hey, do you think the book's getting sharper faster as a result of more and more people in a larger data set as more places legalize? Curious thought I had listening to you guys this morning. I don't know if they're getting any sharper faster. I will say this on primetime action that I do with Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin. Everybody can drink. Drinking game. Um, that I we have definitely noticed before primetime games start in the NFL that the volatility of markets is like it's like a pinball machine now. Whereas in previous years, it's never been that way. I'm talking about props, the game line totals. It is really like a Christmas tree lighting up, and that is because, as I as I say, you know, sort of sarcastically, it's as if 10 million more people or however many more people are betting in this country. It's absolutely different now. At least for the standalone games. I don't know how it is on a random NBA night, for instance. But we'll see. We'll see. But there's definitely an impact there. Uh, and this one is from uh, Web12 slash 66. He goes, what's this bull about seeing you for two minutes and then they put guys on playing video games? This is some, and he keeps cursing. How am I supposed to get my gill on? Dang. I don't know. One of our One of our carriers must have gotten out of us after two minutes. Unacceptable. Anyway, we'll try to find out what the deal is on that. So, Jeff, last night, the other thing about that football game, and <clears throat> I know we're supposed to talk college football, but one last thing about the game last night. I also thought you – this is one of these weird things I don't like to criticize because if you stuck me in a play-by-play booth, I would probably suck too. So let me just raise my hand. No one's perfect at everything. But I felt like you had to fight through that broadcasting crew to sort of like get to the truth on a lot of things last night. First of all – they were. T- I, I, I don't know if I imagine this, but I think they were talking about like Tannehill and Brown when the Bills were on the field. And it wasn't just Levy. It was also Levy and Riddick. They both were like talking about the wrong team on the field at one point. But then in the, in the closing sequence, everybody acted like on the third down play, it was a first down for sure. And you and I had the same experience. We're like, he's short. Like, why do they keep saying it? And then they were shocked when they showed the replay and he, and he came up short. That was odd. And then Lewis Riddick kept really fighting for the field goal. Even after the game, they did this whole thing on SportsCenter where Riddick was like, you know, Greasy was firmly in in favor of going for it, and Riddick was like, yeah, I would have kicked the field goal. So there there was a lot there that I was like, I don't know if I see it this way. Did you find that to be the experience as well? Yeah, I would. I, I would. And again, it's it's an extraordinarily difficult it job is. for one yes. to just to just to bring that up. But look, I, the the third down run before the last play of the game. That was a little bit surprising for me. Because, look, it was a really wild play by Allen. He helicoptered on that play. Uh, but, look, in live action, I thought that he was a half yard short because the right shoulder hit first with the ball in the wrong hand. And on replay, it was evident that he was clearly short. So, look, it's a, it's a really hard gig. Uh, uh, but, uh, look, there's a, there is a man manning uh Broadcast comes yes. back this week, so uh, I, I know where uh, my ears will be next week. Yeah, well, I'm not, like I said, when we're on primetime action, we're up against them, so we don't say anything on primetime action, but that show is awesome. It is. We have a blast, but they're awesome. Uh, that's for sure. Best show, best football thing you could ever see, the Manning Brothers. Uh, okay, college football, just random brain dump. I think we have to start with Kentucky. We're going to talk to Pete Futak later on college football. And Futak, of all my college football guys, whether it's Adam Kramer, Chris Felica, you name it, right, talking college football, everybody sort of agreed with me on the whole thing about these coaches know the spread. They've always known the spread, but it used to be a cutesy thing where it was like just the Bill Snyders of the world that we would acknowledge. But now with legalization, everybody seems to know about it, and some coaches are really going to play late games differently, whether they're favored or dogs, as it turns out. And Mark Stoops at Kentucky down 30-7, to Kentucky takes over with 11.27 left. So they're down 23. What is, what is these? The point spread was what, 20 and a half or something like that at this game, uh, in this game? 
a 22-play drive from the 11:27 mark, which featured two timeouts from Kentucky, including one with 12 seconds left. Like deliberate as could be, no, no, no urgency to win the football game. But clearly, uh, he might have known that score. Is all I'm saying. Third and goal at the one. They uh, they get a timeout with 12 seconds left, and they score and they cover. Um, there's no question Mark Stoops knew knew about the spread there, correct? No question. I don't know. Maybe he wanted a, wanted his team with good vibes with a touchdown drive at the end. I, I think it's I think it's pretty apparent. Also, too, he went for two with a total of 44 and a half. There was that also. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was just, I was like, oh, this guy, look at that. But that just gets back. So Futak is the one guy of all my college football guests that doesn't buy into it. So I'm going to see if he changes his mind. I mean, we'll have to bring this up with him later. Um, Purdue stomping Iowa. Were you super duper shocked about that? Because I wasn't. I was surprised at how non-competitive it yes, was. I would agree I, with I'm that. not stunned that Purdue actually went. I'm surprised Purdue went there and won the game because I thought Purdue would play him tight. Iowa would pull a rabbit out of their hat and win by like four. But the yeah, I'm, fact- not, I'm not saying I thought they were going to blow them out, but I guess what I'm saying is I, I never believed that Iowa was this great team. Oh, I mean, yeah. they, yes. I mean, again, they have arguably the biggest win of the season and you feel worse about the team after arguably the biggest right. win of the season, which we That's said all last you need week. To know. Um, okay. How about Anthony Richardson over Emory Jones? Add this to my, my theme of, how do these college coaches not know who their best quarterback is? Whether it's Justin Fields at Georgia, and again, I don't want people to say, oh, it wasn't good when he played. You see him in practice every day. You can't figure out when you see these guys in practice every day that this guy's better than that guy, right? Trask, Felipe Franks over Trask at Florida. Uh, Roach over Fields at Georgia. Everyone you can possibly imagine over Burrow at Ohio State. I mean, these are just the ones that we, we use the headline. But here's another one. Like, have we figured out? Haven't we figured out at Florida who the better quarterback is now? Well, you didn't even mention the biggest one of the season that could have legitimate playoff implications. I was getting there. At Oklahoma. Look, you know what the bizarre thing with this Florida team is? They're one bad two-point conversion away from taking Bama to overtime. Yeah. Like that's Yes, they are. That that of all the things that have happened to Bama this year that have been unbama like even more, not quite as much as losing A&M, because, of course, that was a disaster. It's the slowest developing point conversion. But Florida in nearly taking them to overtime, and then Florida flipping around and losing to LSU, who basically knew Ogeron wasn't going to be back for next year, and losing to Kentucky and losing Lexington for the first time in 40 years, That's that may be the most alarming thing for Bama, on top of that loss, almost losing on a road to a team that isn't any good either. Emory Jones still trying to figure out what to do with that two point conversion against Bama. The other, the okay, there was the scene at Tennessee that obviously needs to be brought up. How ugly that was. Um, we'll get to that with with Futech as well. well you, since you brought up Oklahoma, as we go to break here, I had a prominent college football analyst text me, "Hey, what are Caleb Williams Heisman odds? Is there any chance that he could win it with a half a season of football?" Well, the last Heisman Trophy. The Heisman multiple games missed was because whoever it was went to go fight in World War II. So there really is no precedence for a person missing two games and winning the Heisman Trophy. But if Oklahoma goes undefeated against the two seed, it's not impossible. So what I got out of that was Caleb Williams was not fighting in World War II the first half you're, of the you're season. You're correct. Okay. I'm just curious what you meant by that. Let's talk a little baseball next. We'll, we'll revisit college and pro football coming up hour number two. But baseball, Mark Borchard, what is going on? We'll talk with him next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network. Sign up today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with a special offer on pro basketball. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of the offer. Enjoy basketball like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. New customer offer, paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeffrey Parlay is here as well, producer number 5 and 8. Let's talk some baseball. The championship series going on and oh boy these have been well let's put it this way fascinating we bring in mark borchard from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert mark let me just say this in advance well let me ask you a question are the giants still in it? i'm curious i haven't i haven't uh, got the word on that yet are you turning the tv on just trying to see where the where are the giants where's lamont wade where, where are the giants where's lamont wade isn't he where's late night lamont where, where's late night lamont has he got a clutch hit to know what's going on uh let me just say this you've been right about pretty much everything down the stretch here, um, yes, you didn't believe in the Mariners. A lot of people didn't. You were right about that. You thought the Giants would crap out eventually. Well, that worked out, although certainly could have gone either way. Um, but, yes, you, and before these two championship series, your two picks were Red Sox plus, um, plus a game and a half, also the Braves plus a game and a half. You are one game away from cashing both of those. Let's start in the American League, where the Red Sox again last night, games two and three of this series after they dropped game one to the Astros, they took nine to nothing leads in both. The first on the strength of two grand slams in game two. And then last night on the strength of another grand slam. What in the world? First of all, the first one they held on to win nine to five. This one they won 12 to three last night. And I guess there's no other question here other than should we expect this to continue? And is the Astros pitching such a big problem right now that the Red Sox are justified being a minus 225 favorite up two games to one in this series? Yeah, I think that Astros are having tremendous problems with their starting pitching, and I, I didn't think it was great bef- before the playoffs started, but it, 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 it's, it's been awful. I mean, it, they can't be that bad. But then you look and you're saying, well, can, can Houston, you know, have a decent start tonight? And they're, they're pushing out Zach Granke, and Granke has been just terrible. Um, so I don't know if that's going to continue. You know, you know, somewhere there's a rookie better. That's saying, hey, this is pretty easy money. You just bet the national. <laughs> that's you, right. You just you just bet the National League under and the American League over. The Na- National League under uh, eight and four. The American League over nine and two. So it's it's wild. I mean, you have these really close, uh, you know, pitchers duels in the National League, and you just have these bomb fests uh, in the American League. Very interesting playoff so far. It Gil. is a bomb fest. Let me let me just ask you this. This is sort of I'll raise my hand as well. Wasn't the moment of this series in retrospect, and obviously the Astros could come back and win this. We have no idea how it's going to go moving forward, so I don't want to jump the gun on anything. But now that the Red Sox are up 2-1 to one, and in the manner that they've done it, 
wasn't the wasn't the moment that everybody perhaps should have thought more to bet the Red Sox when Lance McCullers was off the roster when that announcement came for Houston I didn't make that big a deal about it on the show maybe I should have where it's like okay if they don't have McCullers because McCullers is sort of the the answer to Eovaldi right without McCullers the only real ace in this series is Eovaldi and that might have been the moment that this series really ought to have shifted towards the Red Sox being a favorite even pre-flop am I right about that now in retrospect well, it looks it looks right in retrospect. I've never been that high on McCullers, um, but you just think that like you'd, you'd get like a replacement level game from these one of these starters. Yeah. They they've just gotten shelled, and and I don't think that that starting pitching is that bad. And that's why I kind of pass on this game. I mean, you know, the, your gut would say, well, Ranky's been pretty crappy. Pavetta's nothing special, and these guys are hitting. And you just want to play the over, but I I just think there's going to be some regression with this pitching. I don't think they can have you know ten to eight games uh, all series. Uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong. I mean that's the way the American League's been, but that's why I've kind of passed on this game. Uh, as much as I don't really like, I don't love Granke. I don't love Pavetta. Uh, you know it's a little cold in Boston tonight. The Houston bullpen's been really pitching well, uh, so I'm just going to pass on that game. It's a it's a tough call for me. Gil. I'm passing too. Granke against Pavetta. It's eight oh eight oh eight Eastern, five oh eight Pacific. The Red Sox. Minus 125 consensus favorites in game four tonight. Red Sox try to take a three to one lead over the Astros. Astros try to even up the best of seven at two games apiece. All right. Well, the National League that resumes this afternoon, at least on the uh, in the Pacific time zone. It's an afternoon game, 208 Pacific, but 508 Pacific uh, Eastern time. Game three, this time now at Chavez Ravine. The Braves, too. The Dodgers, nothing in this series after the Braves came back in dramatic fashion. We're down 4-2 to two late against the Dodgers, and somehow they got it done once again uh, with heroics. Let's just talk before we get to your picks here and what you're betting today, because I know you have a bet on this game. Dave Roberts' pitching decisions uh, in game two specifically, really just in general, what he's been doing, although strangely how he played game five against the uh, Giants, even though that worked out. Do you have any questions about that like I mean and I'm not I'm not doing that you know uh sort of armchair quarterbacking here while it was happening in game two against the Braves I was like I don't know what what the sort of mindset is with I get I get Scherzer had a shoulder issue but not leaving Trinan in for more time not leaving Rias in for more and just sort of playing it the way he did did you have any problem with that I think it's kind of strange actually Gil I I don't know why they why they brought Scherzer in to the ninth to close it out. It worked out for him, but if you remember that, Crawford hit the hit the ball yep. right on the screws. Yep. And then late night Lamont, he almost had a late night Lamont. He hit a foul ball that was, I mean, it was a splash. It was a splasher if that he hits that fair. So I didn't think that Scherzer was that good in his it, relief it's, appearance. It's in, so true. Let me just interrupt for a second because I, I just want to seize on that because I don't think I made enough of this the, the next morning because I was still shell-shocked from it. But it's so true. Like Wilmer Flores on one, two pitches this year, which is where they called the check swing that ended the game. Not the check swing. They called it a swing or, you know, a full swing. He, on one, one and two pitches this year, he was a, he had a 1.61 OPS. So everything you said, and I agree completely, Crawford laced that one to the opposite field. Late night Lamont really put a scare into the Dodgers. Scherzer was not sharp at all. The only swinging strike called in that half inning was the one made by the first base umpire. So, I mean, all this sort of, hey, it worked out for the Dodgers. Yeah, you know, it might have gone well, I, very I think as a manager, you, you see that, you talk to your pitcher, and you're like, hey, you know, we're going to give you some some rest here. I didn't think he was sharp. I did, I think he could have been better. I mean, he the numbers were okay in, in, in the Atlanta game, but he could have been better if he would have had a couple more days rest. And and I, I don't know why uh, – I don't – no, I don't. I don't really like what what, what they're doing. If you're going to be the Tampa Bay Rays, be the Tampa Bay Rays all year. Don't don't Great wait till point. postseason. Great, well said. I love that. That's exactly right. If you're going to be the Rays, be them all year. Don't just show up and be the Rays now. Justin Turner now out till Game Six as well. Where do you stand on this game tonight? How are you betting it? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers win, but this is how I'm going to play it, Gil. I like the first inning plus a half. Uh, minus 105 with the Braves. And if you look at this game, they played the same matchup uh, August 31st. Braves had the lead going into the the later innings. Dodgers ended up winning that game. 
And I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again. But let's just talk about the starting pitching real fast. And if you look at my three metric chart, I've got Morton a tick better than Bueller. I've got Morton 42 out of 396 and Bueller 68 out of 396. And just on that five any model that I have, uh, I've got I've got the uh, the Braves at minus 120. So I think we're I think we're getting some good value in that in that first part of the of the game. And if you just look at Morton, how good he's been over his last five, his base winner ERA, last five games, 2.81, 2.05, 2.01, 1.78, 2.74. But this Dodger bullpen has been really, really good. If you look at their median playoff K percentage, 41%, median walk percentage, 0%. Jeez. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's they're gaudy numbers. And, and the average is 35 uh, 35% strikeout rate, a 2.2% walk rate. I mean, it's pretty amazing. So I wouldn't be surprised. Braves either keep it tied or go. They they win the first five innings, and then the Dodgers come back with, with just a – the bullpen has been outstanding, Gil. It has been. And you know what? I don't hate a five-inning bet on Charlie Morton tonight. I really don't. That's a pretty sensible wager. Um, last thing, because we got to run here in uh, 45 seconds. Dodgers adjusted series price down two games to nothing, about plus 170. Any interest? No, not at all. I mean, I, I, I think I'm positioned good in this in this series. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers win, though. I would I would not be surprised. But I like where I'm sitting right now in both both series. I'm just gonna I'm not doing any hedging. I'm just gonna play it out. All right. So we're showing plus 140 at BetMGM on the Dodgers. Shop around because you can get better than plus 140. Let's say you didn't have that bet, Mark. Let's say you didn't possess that ticket on the Braves plus a game and a half. Would you bet the Dodgers? To win the series. I don't think I don't think it's pricey enough. As much as I love this bullpen, then you got Turner hurt, you've got Muncie on the bench. It's, okay. That's gonna be I wouldn't be surprised if the Dodgers do it, but it's gonna be an uphill uh, a walk. All right. Sure. Mark Borch and everybody at Basewinner, Basewinner.com, the Basewinner Podcast. Thank you, sir. Always fun. We'll talk Friday. My pleasure, Gil. Sounds good. My man. Jeff and I come back. We'll talk about our contest entries in the NFL week seven. Oh boy, next numbers game visa, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility.